What's up, everybody? Welcome to Let's Grow.Work, hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. I'm your host, Justin Bonnet, at our first ever recorded episode. Super excited. Got somebody that I wouldn't be more happy to do this with. All the way from New York, a friend of mine who we share the same passion and detailing, met online, started a friendship, and now we're here. Danny, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? My name is Danny. I'm from Long Island. I am business owner of Elegant Auto Detailing. I'm based out of Sediment Riches, Long Island. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time now, since I was old. Now I'm 38, and uh, just living the dream, keeping Man, the passion. It's it's a grind every single day. I think you and I both know that. What got you into detailing, and how long have you been doing it professionally? So I've been. Well, I got into detailing. I first started on boats at a marina out here on Long Island. Um, boats is a different breed, different atmosphere, different everything, chemicals, machines, everything. And then the guy that I was working for at the time sent me to do a client's car and I had no idea what I was doing. Nothing. Show up, go do the client's car. I'm looking at it. I'm like, I call my boss. I'm like, hey man, I, I don't know how to do this. I'm not going to, you know, different machines, different uh, chemicals, polishes and stuff like that. Well, I tacked it, burnt the paint because it was a rotary uh, machine with a wool pad. And uh, ever since that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do cars. And here I am doing cars. That's crazy. I cannot believe that you burned your first car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. First one ever. That's nuts. That's scary. Pressure pressure on it. (laughs) Yeah, it, it happens. But, you know, the good thing is nowadays in detailing, so much has changed as far as the technology and the products that we can use where I feel like it's fewer and far between on getting that bad yeah oh yeah you know and then back in the day it was all trial and error man i couldn't go onto my phone and look up a, a website on how to polish and stuff like that we just did it messed up we keep going right no i, I think that's it man and I, i'm really happy with this day and age as far as detailing goes and any kind of business honestly where we can really lean into our community and our fellow peers and things like that you know, going back and forth. I know we've talked about it before. The group chats, all that, you know, is, is very helpful for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely is. Um, so real quick, how long have you been detailing with Elegant Auto as far as a business, standalone? That's all you do for your... For me, it's been right... It'll be five years now. That's crazy. I was working a full-time job, doing detailing on the side after work to like 10, 10.30, sometimes even 11 o'clock at night. And uh, one day my wife's like, why are you doing this? You're killing yourself. Just pursue it, do it, see what happens. And ever since that, I hit the ground running. And if anybody tells you it's easy, they're lying. Right, absolutely. And that's, you know, the reason why we're starting this podcast, right? Because it's not going to happen overnight. It's not easy, but it, it is possible. But yes, you gotta definitely possible. Yeah, but you just gotta, gotta want it. You should, exactly. You just gotta want it and just keep going for it. Stay hungry. Stay hungry and always stay humble. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because complacency, as they always say, is a slow death. And as soon as you get complacent, I feel is when you know customers leave and just things start kind of falling apart. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I, I always tell people, I stress because I want it to happen. And if I didn't stress, it wouldn't happen. It's yes. it's a very, it's a vicious cycle. Oh yeah, it is. Yes, it is. What but do you we, feel? Go ahead. 
I said, but we do it and we keep doing it. Right, right. So who's the crazy one? (laughs) I think sometimes. For sure. Who, uh, what do you feel like you do to keep yourself accountable to show up? Because when you are working for yourself, technically, yeah, you have no boss. Yeah? Yep. All right. Um, To hold myself, you know, since you try to please everybody. Well, and technically we are people pleasers because we're out here doing what they want us to do in terms of cleaning the cars, making it look good and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm only one person. I can only do so much. So I try to time myself for, you know, I, I used to do a lot of mobile. I don't do it anymore because the time driving, loading, unloading, it's a lot on me. And it, you know, sometimes if it's a, like a five car house and I'll do it, but other than that, everything's at the shop, but it's like, you gotta, t- you know, you can be like, okay, I'll get this car done three, three and a half hours on a detail. And then you'd be like, all right, so this person will drop off this time. I have no time for that. Sometimes I don't even eat during the day. <laughs> That's part of the game. You don't eat, you just keep going. And actually, you actually don't even have time to think about eating because you're so focused on getting the job done to bring in the next person, you know? Yeah. You get it, man. You, you run a whole, you run teams. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. It's the same way, man. I don't eat lunch either. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah, no, it's it's a lot. There's those days where I don't feel like getting up in the morning and it is kind of tough, but again, it's accountability. It's making sure that you know, we promise to our clients that we are going to come, we are going to be there, yep. and it's holding the staff and the team accountable as well. Um and I think because we do enjoy it so much, that's what keeps us going. Yes. Where, you know, so many people tell me all the time that all you do is work. I really feel like those are people that are not happy with what they're doing. Yes. I could be 100% wrong, but that's just kind of what I've gotten to feel over the last couple yes. of years. From yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's like I, I've said this before to you, man. When you're doing what you're doing for work, you're really not working. Right. You know, when you love doing it. You know, sometimes, you know, we're, you and I were up at 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Who the hell else is up at that time? You know, I know detailers. Oh, I open up at 9 o'clock, sometimes 9.30. I'm like, I'm at the shop 8, boom. Like, actually 7.45 because I'm opening at 8. Right. You know, if you show up at 8, you're, you're late. You're really supposed to be working at 8. That's my motto. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you show up oh. one time, you're late. Yep. Um, yep. So you started off mobile. And you have a shop now, which is awesome. I think that's a lot of goals for a lot of guys. Are yes. you happy with that transition? Do you wish you would have started at shop first and foremost? What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'll never. You, you can never forget where you started, because that's where it got. Where you started is where you are today. Is why you are where you are today. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still have a lot of clientele that I used to do mobile that do come to the shop, which I appreciate so much. Um, I love having the shop because everything is there. Um, you know, and you know, I also do car storage. So, you know, I have a good amount of cars pretty much sitting in the garage and it's a perfect conversation starter. When people see high end cars, muscle cars, and they see the work and everything, they're like, all right, I picked the right place to go to. Yeah. I think that's, 
that's awesome. And the fact that y'all store cars there is really cool. I know that's yeah. up a lot here in Atlanta. It's a it's a huge thing. It's a huge market, and it makes sense because so many guys yeah. have the hobby for cars, but at the house they don't have the room. So logistically, yep. it just makes sense. And then it gives you business too to touch them up, clean them. Yeah, absolutely. Network. Man, when I started mobile detailing. I was in a Honda Civic. You know, people will always look at me and be like, "This guy's coming here to detail my car." Right. It don't matter. What you show up, and as long as you show up, do the job, do a good job at it. You got nothing to worry about. For sure. What do you feel like is uh, some of the challenges in mobile detailing versus having a shop? Um, challenges in mobile detailing. One is weather. Because, you know, weather people like to lie. They get paid to lie. Because you'd you be like, oh, sunny skies. You wake up outside, outside. It's like a tornado. You know, that's your biggest your biggest challenge is obviously weather. Um, a lot of times I would get clients, oh, I live in an apartment complex. You know, I don't have a van water in it. Um, I use, you know, I use the client's water. I use the client's electric, which a lot of people don't have a problem with. I've never had an issue with that, thank God. But, um you know, it's, it's, it's the challenges is like with the shop, I just have my machines there. Like if something goes wrong, I have a backup, you know, stuff like that. A lot of time now, guys, nowadays guys with mobile have trailers, vans. So they have the, every, pretty much a shop on four wheels. I didn't have that back in the day. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Cause it's like, you only have so much space and you only have so much time. So it's hard to make sure all that is good. Um, yeah. so no, I definitely get that. And that's one thing for us transitioning the shop from mobile is honestly, like I feel more scatterbrained in the shop just cause I haven't been doing it long enough. Yeah. But for me, that's really cool because it forces me to grow and learn and create new systems. Like, I mean, you know, for me in the shop or for me, mobile, it's just bread and butter as far as efficiency. And it's like down to a science. And I would say that pretty much runs itself because you've been doing it for so long. It it does. It does. But it's because I stress. <laughs> I know. But you got no hair, bro. That's why I don't have hair either. <laughs> That's what I tell people. I had a full head of hair when I first started. And now look. I, and I did too. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's just like the podcast, man. Like I feel, you know, we tried to record our first episode. We had a couple little bumps. And we figured out what the issues were about 10 minutes before we started recording this episode. It's just about adjusting and overcoming. And I feel like so many people get the imposter syndrome in their head and can't put one foot in front of the other. Where, yes, honestly, putting one foot in front of the other is the biggest step to take, literally. Like, yeah. once you get the ball rolling, the confidence, the comfortability, and things like that start to fall into place. So absolutely. When you have these people that are like, Oh, I don't know if I should keep my job and, and work here. And then, you know, you're always kind of like thinking about detailing or whatever the hustle may be. Again, I've, I fell short or not fell short, but I was hard on myself for like the last year. Cause we were talking about starting this podcast, you know, beginning of this year. And it took me yeah. forever to finally just kind of snap and be like, you got to do it. You know? Yeah. Just yep. like with detailing, you'll find a way to make it happen if you want it bad enough. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. There's days you don't sleep because you're constantly thinking about where your next job's coming from or did you call the person back to see how the job went, if they were happy. You know, there's a million things 
that runs through our minds. You know, a lot of people always look at us like, you know, you're just a detailer. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. We got so much going on up here. The wheels are spinning. They're smoking, but they're spinning. <laughs> you yeah. know, but that's what, you know, that's that's what keeps us motivated and keeps us, you know, like you get a thousand ideas that run through your head a day. You know, I've been doing this for so long. I still learn new things every day. Yeah. And that's the thing is you got to always be a student. You always got to be yeah. open to not just criticism, but just feedback and things like that. And that's why yeah. I always follow up with every single client. I mean, you know that I'll talk about it all day long. And I feel like that's one of our best things that's kept our relationships with our clients is the follow up and staying in tune with, you know, their feedback. You know, yeah. some customers, as we all know, can be over the top and that's okay. That's who they are. Yeah. And yeah. as a business owner, it's taken me years to learn when the right time to let a client go is because that yeah. happens. You, you have you to have. fire a client sometimes. They will drive you nuts. Yep. The thing with clients is that the biggest issue that I've had, just not recently, but like a long, long time ago is they try to run your business for you to tell you, oh, I need you there at this time. Oh, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. No, no, no. Listen, I'm doing a service for you. This is my business. Like, no. I'll tell you what times work, and that's when I could be there. If it doesn't work for you, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's like I try to be understanding from their point of view as well. I, I think yes. maturity and just, you know, going through the ups and downs. Um, but it's, it's tough because you have to be – open to suggestions, but like yeah. you can't let a, a customer run you like you're saying. You don't get to go to Walmart and try to ask for a discount. You don't get a McDonald's and try to ask for a discount. Like it just does not work. And for some reason, people feel like the service industry is mm -hmm. different than that. Yes. Yes. And, I it's, know. and it's really important to have, I guess, feedback for the customer when they do ask for a discount and tell them why that they, they can't get it. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody I've known for a long time that hasn't said anything about a discount, I'll work with them. Like, you know, we yep. have loyalty points and things like that. We send out coupons. Um, I think you do as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely have to be in tune with the feedback, your customers, your team, if you have a team, um, and just creating goals and how to move forward in business when you are in those trials and tribulations. I think it's important to remember kind of like your end goal and where you want to be. Um, so as far as that goes for your business, I mean, you know, it's been a great year for us and I hope it's been the same for yep. you. Yep. What do you, what do you do for goals and like trying to better yourself? I, I, I always try to set like my biggest thing I want to start doing a lot more of is paint corrections and coatings, stuff like that. Like, you know, when I first started, I did a, like a lot of material work where interiors were shot like shot i don't like not that it's like me being cocky or anything it's just they take a lot of time where i could be making x amount of dollars on one nice job on a correction or something like that but i'm sitting here for three or four hours on an interior on a minivan because you want to let your kids go nuts you know yeah it's so i don't like i really don't take on that much that bad of jobs anymore um but i still do full interior details and stuff like that um, but my really, my goal is I really want to focus more on paint corrections and coatings. Yeah. I mean, I think we can all be on the same page as far as 
profit margins and ceramic coatings and paint correction is definitely, you know, the way to go, if you will. The money is great. The money is, you know, depending on what you charge and stuff like that, the money is great, but it's also just the passion behind it. The fact that you could take a car that is shot and make it look better than the day, the day of, you know, than factory. Yeah. You know, cause a lot of now cars, now cars, nowadays come they still they come swirled up you know they, they have some kid running through a car wash and spray wax you know and that's how you get your brand new car delivered to you <laughs> when i worked at a dealership man we detailed a car before you bought it yeah you know no yeah i think at the end of the day we all know that inventory is just to be moved for dealerships you know and that's that's all it is to them it's just profit margins and that's why Everybody's always turning over detailers as far as the dealership goes. And I know I see a lot of times on Facebook, you know, the group chats and stuff like that or the groups um, like detailing for money and things like that. Always asking if they should do dealership work. Yeah. I personally know I've been through it and I just, I didn't have a good experience with it. It was a very stressful time for me. I personally wouldn't do it again, but I also know there's guys out there. Uh, I know there's a, a detailer in Atlanta that has a couple dealerships and he says it worked great for him. So I think if you can find those working relationships, that's where yeah. it's at. It's the, you got to know the people. Yes. Yeah. Cause I've done dealer work too. And I, I, I won't go back to it. I just can't. Yeah. They, they do million dollar jobs for $150. And it's just, by the time I drive out to you, get to you and it's, it's not worth it. Exactly. And then you're stressed and trying to rush to make those profit margins as best you can. And then it's just, it's, it's just a domino effect of grossness. And then they tell you they pay you net 30 and it's like net 60 and you're like, hey, where's yeah. my money? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's scary, man. And they know that you can't do anything because you're the little guy. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's you how know? they look at you. And, and, that's, and that's why they turn and burn so many detailers because they'll just do it and go on. And then you sign the yeah. NDA and you can't say anything. And yep. here you are, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So as far as your day-to-day at your shop, do you use any apps or anything that kind of help you? Like I know there's a bunch of apps. There's Square, there's Durable, there's Detail Bookie. Um, I don't know if you, you have any of those in your back pocket. I, I keep it old school, man. I, I put it in my uh, – well, I put it in my phone, in the calendar. Yeah. I know you're big on Square, man. And, and it's, you know, my tint to the guy who does my tints, he's just Square, and it's great. It's just, I don't know, I just old school, man. Just love, you know, putting it down, looking, seeing what I got and stuff like that. Um, I tried the online, like, booking appointments and stuff. And I don't know if it was Mickey or whatever. But it just got, like, so confusing, overlapping, like. Oh, did it? Yeah, it drove me nuts, man. <laughs> it takes a lot of yeah. wiggling and figuring things out. And, like, that's what's been especially for us with square because square, you know, is a universal thing. Like you're able yeah. is specifically for detail shops, which is great. Yeah. But I've been using square so long. I've kind of fine tuned it as I've gone along yeah. and kind of adapted to the business and it works really well. Um, I just like it because I'm a data person. And at the end of the day, every business is driven by data. Yep. You know, people like to say cash is king. I, I feel like data is king. Yeah. It really tells you everything. Yeah, I know. Um, so I, I like to keep up with those numbers and do it that way. Um, but yeah, so if anybody's out there thinking about detailing, getting into business, you know, a few apps out there that, you know, I've personally used or talked about is Square, you're able, Detail Bookie. Um, we'll try to get some more information on those. Now, are you still take? do you still take in a lot of cash or no? 
No, very, very, very little. Yeah, and a lot thinking. of that is because, you know, when we have the team out there, it's just easier for them to take payment right there on site with a credit card uh, secured. Yeah. And eliminates any kind of issue. Yeah. You don't have to keep up with it. You know, there's no hearsay. He said, she said, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. See, but it's only me. So I guess, you know, I don't have to worry about that. But I get what you're saying because, you know, you're not on the job site and the client pays cash. And then, you know, sticky hands and stuff like that. But I, right. you know. Luckily, we've never had that issue, so I'm very, very thankful for that. Not that's good. that's yeah. really good. Yeah, 15 years. But it takes a lot of learning your clients and talking and not just trusting somebody as soon as they get hired and just throwing them in there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you've kind of gone through the team member things, ups and downs before. Is that something you want to kind of circle back to? I do want to circle back to it, absolutely, you know. I I like I love working. I love doing the work and stuff like that. But kind of like want to take a step back and like you know if you need me, I'm here. But if you could do it, go for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, that kind of stuff. Like I got a lot of friends that own businesses and stuff. At the time, they don't even go into work. They're out on the golf course or you know out on vacation, and they're like, yeah, you know, the guys are running it. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if you're talking about detailed businesses specifically. I, for me, I, I know it can be done because it is done, but I feel like it's so much different with detailing. Like I feel like it's such an intimate, uh, controlled business. Like we all started pretty much on one car by ourselves. None of us is like opened a detail shop and was successful, nah. you know? Nah. Um, and I feel like that's where we all kind of struggle with is the growth and things are like, oh, that's my baby, which I completely understand. I've just had opportunities where I was kind of forced to grow and yeah. so, like I couldn't be in 10 places at once. Yep. Um, it's just like starting this podcast. Like I really wanted to do it. So I had to mark some space off the calendar, tell the guys, all right, y'all got it. And luckily yeah. everything was smooth. Yeah. Um, but see, you can probably, you know, they, they do the work that, you know, to your expectation and stuff like that. I've had got, you know, people come in and I'm going over their work and it's just taking double the time. And, yeah. You know, yeah. so that's, I mean, I, I love doing it by myself, but am I tired? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. But no, it's, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, cause going back to talking about the passion, I mean, that's what brought you and I together. We met on, I think it was Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure it was 10 years ago, at least. Yeah, man. I wanted that waterless watch. <laughs> <laughs> crazy like 10 years ago yep. and then you know we were lucky enough to come up to your wedding in new york in january of this year which i think was absolutely exceptional yes it was so cold man yeah. <laughs> we still talk about that especially for a georgia boy man it was ridiculous yeah but yeah. just to be able to share the passion and you and i speak on a daily basis um it's just it's it's amazing I know. it is it is man it is. And that built relationship with, you know, other detailers up here and stuff like that, you know, like older guys. But, you know, the young guys now, they just think they could just run into it and they're going to make money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's, you it's not like that. You know, I've said it to you. I mean, we didn't have YouTube when we started this. <laughs> right. I couldn't go on YouTube and be like, all right, this is what I got to do. But no, now you just fit. I still to today figure it out by myself. 
Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I I, tr- I honestly try not to go on YouTube to watch videos because then a lot of stuff gets skewed. Um, yeah. As you know, I'm an avid Shine Supply user from Jeremy Stevens out in Ventura. Great stuff. And having, like, that network and building off those guys, I feel like has been a tremendous help. Like, yeah. I know you and I talk with Drew from Central Florida Shine Supply, and then we got Carson up in Maryland. It's just yep. crazy that, you know, we can have a group text for four people throughout the United States of America that yep. share the same passion. Yeah. And being able to figure out what's working for us and what's not and, you know, how to how to curate it based on what we need and what we want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're a great group, man. Out of, we're all out of our minds. But yeah. <laughs> you you got to be. You got to be. Yeah, um, absolutely. So one of the last things before we go – um, how do you balance the work life? Cause I know you've, you know, you've expanded your family quite a bit, you know, yeah. so <laughs> I know you're a busy man. So what's, what's, uh, some words of, of wisdom on what you can do for work life balance for work life balance, man. And we, you know, we've had this conversation years and years. It's, there comes a point where you have to shut your mind off, off the work and the business and just to spend the time with your family. You could always make money. You just never get that time back. You know, there's always figured managing. You'll always manage how to balance yourself out work-wise. You know what I'm saying? As far as me, I got four kids. Every one of them is here. One of them is there. Tomorrow we got a Halloween parade. So tomorrow I'm finishing work early. So, you know, and everything goes by so fast, man. Especially, you know, my oldest is 14. My youngest just turned two. So it's like. Dude, it's just, it's it's a lot, but you know, and then you know, with the phone, you know, we've had the conversation too. It's seven o'clock, my phone, that's it. Tomorrow's another day. At seven o'clock at night, you're not looking to get your car detailed right now, so we could talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great, man. And and having the downtime and being intentional with family is super important. I know for a lot of business owners, it's a struggle. So yeah. if y'all are out there listening, just don't think you're alone. Like there's a group of us. Yeah. We're all here to help. And not for nothing, man. You know, having a family is your biggest motivation to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You no, know? I, I, I agree to that, man. I, I definitely agree. And um, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. It's just, it's a motivator, and it also helps remember our why and what we're trying to accomplish. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so awesome, Danny. Well, thank you so much for your time. Go ahead and give a people awesome. like your Instagram, your website. Uh, you guys can find me at uh, Elegant Auto Detailing on Instagram and also Facebook. And then on my website is ElegantAutoDetailingLI.com. Awesome. Danny, thank you so much for your time. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, let's grow.work. Hashtag LFG fam, where success is in the details. We'll see you next time.